Hello and welcome to Kabam Mavs. I'm your host, Jesse Matarazzo, the head of the Mavs lead part of Bleacher Report and the founder of Kabam Media. And today we're going to break down the 125 to 107 win over the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's get it popping. The Dallas Mavericks absolutely dominate the New Orleans Pelicans JV team tonight, 125 to 107, led by Luka Doncic's hot shooting. He shot exceptionally well, and they had a whole new lineup tonight. KP was back in action. He played 22 minutes tonight. I thought he played very well in his limited time. Good to see him finally back. And another guy that was back, Tyrell Terry, baby. Let's give a round of applause for Tyrell Terry. Also in the starting lineup was Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwayne Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell, who had a great game. They went with a real big lineup, and it paid off against New Orleans. Really liked what they did tonight. We played pretty good defense on them. They were 41% from the field uh, and only shot 25% from three. We didn't shoot very well from three, but we shot fair from the field, 49% from the field. We gave up only 18 assists, which is very low for a game. We give up the second fewest assists in the NBA. So giving up 18 tonight was even better than our league average, which is 22.6. Although Tyrell Terry didn't actually play in this game, he didn't even suit up. It was nice to see him back with the team. Still not disclosed what his personal reasons were for being out, but he did go through COVID protocol and was able to get back with the team. Let's just keep his personal business personal. And if he ever decides to disclose that, he will. If not, then we'll never know why he was out. But let's just keep things positive and be happy he's back. Whatever it is, I hope he can get through it. And he's got the MFFL nation behind him for sure. So I want to get back to Luka for a second because I thought he had a pretty outstanding game shooting-wise. He did look a little tired, and he was missing some easy shots around the basket, which is a little concerning. I'm not sure if maybe he's just worn out. Obviously, it's the second game of a back-to-back, but like he seems very tired in the last week. What do you do? We have to win these last games, so it's not like we can just like randomly rest him and risk losing a game. Right now, every game matters right now, so I don't agree with benching him but I do think that managing his minutes going down the stretch is going to be very important he tried to rest a little bit in the third and just nobody could step up the offense got a little stagnant and he had to go back out there and play more minutes so that's a little concerning I'd like him to take a little bit of a rest going into the playoffs but what are you going to do I thought he shot very well he had 33 points tonight eight rebounds eight assists he was 12 for 24 7 for 15, 2 for 2 from the free throw line, and he was a plus 24 in this game. I thought he played exceptional. I thought he played very well. Dwight Powell had a great game. He was doing very good things around the basket. He was 5 for 5 from the field and 2 for 3 from the free throw. He had 8 rebounds. He's he's really getting those energy boards, and he's really attacking the boards this year. He had a great offensive board tonight, so... I think that, you know, Powell's coming around. I really want to see playoff Powell. We haven't seen playoff Powell in a while that I can recall. So I would really like to see a playoff Powell. April Powell is one of those things that is a phenomena. So I wonder if playoff Powell is a thing as well. Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Carlisle was right for starting him. 27 points, four rebounds, and two assists. He was 10 for 18 from the field and three for 10 from three. 
you know, it's fine. He, he, I thought he did very well. He was getting to the basket. Dorian Finney-Smith, another guy getting to the basket. He was coming off the dribble and getting to the basket, guys. And then he followed that up with a three-point shot. I thought he played really well. Hit that one three. He had nine points, five rebounds. A few of those rebounds were offensive boards. He was really energetic there. And then Porzingis was back, baby. We finally got Porzingis back. I'm very happy about that. He had 19 points. He was pretty much going off in the beginning of the, the game, and he was one of the main reasons why we won the first quarter. Now that we have won the first quarter and won the game, that just adds another one to this streak where we are undefeated this year when we win the first quarter. 19-5-1, 7 for 14 from the field and 2 for 5 from 3, 3 for 3 from free throw line. I thought he had a great game. He, you know, I would have liked him to be a little bit more aggressive defensively, but I really hope that that comes in the playoffs. Maxi Kleba, he had a pretty good three-point shot tonight. It was the only one he made. Uh, Luca got him out there in the corner, kind of forced him to get a good shot so he could drain it and get some confidence there. That's what Luca does. He makes his teammates better. Brunson, you know, he. Seemed like he was a little tired as well, and I, he did seem a little small. I thought Bledsoe was able to do a pretty good job on him defensively. Josh Richardson was atrocious. I usually don't like to be negative about the players, but he was not good tonight. He was one for seven. No, don't like that. At three points. You know, he played okay defense, but I, I just, uh, Josh Richardson, I'm, I'm ready to move on from him. To be quite honest, we got some rookie play today because we were up by a lot. Josh Green got three points in six minutes. My man. My man. And uh, Nate Hinton got a couple points. So did Boban. It was all fun there with just letting the, the guys out and, and do whatever they wanted out there. Uh, get a little bit of run as rookies do. So we have to put things in perspective, though. We were not going up against the Zions and Brandon Ingrams of the world with this New Orleans Pelicans team. They had a lot of people out and we faced the starting lineup of uh, Alexander Walker, Marshall, Hernan Gomez, Bledsoe, and our own Mavs own James Johnson, who contributed, you know, 11 points in 22 minutes. Uh, Really no one is outstanding in this game. Bledsoe had 15 points and that was, he had that in the I believe he had that in the first half. He only played 26 minutes in this contest. He was 5 for 11 from the field. I thought he played pretty solid defense. It definitely showed on Brunson and on uh, Luka trying to get to the basket. So there's that. I thought Jackson Hayes had a pretty good game. He was 4 for 10 and uh, 7 for 8 from the free throw line. He was able to get to the basket and draw fouls. But he didn't play very good defense. And he was a negative 17 in this game. Yikes. Other than that, there's like nothing really noteworthy. No one shot particularly well. Kyra Lewis shot two for four from three. That's pretty much the only three-point shooting highlight of this game, but he was still three for ten from the field. This was just a bad team, and we won and dominated because they're a bad team. And we saw when we played a good team against the Grizzlies last night, they absolutely mopped the floor with us. I'm not going to mention much of that game because it was awful but hats off to the Grizzlies they're a great young team and they'll keep going shout out to Sean Coleman at Locked On Grizzlies a great friend of mine 
Uh, check out the Locked On Grizzlies with Sean Coleman. I'm sure he was rubbing it in after that game on his podcast. So, uh, you know, I don't really know what else to say about this game other than they were not a very good team and we were eh, a solid team. So there's that. I'm going to take a quick break and when we come back, we will get into bigger picture things. A few moments later. Other notes from the game, Bobby Corrala tweets out, and if you're not following Bobby Corrala and you're a Mavs fan, what are you doing? That's like being an NBA fan and not following Woj or Shams. Bobby is the GOAT as far as content creation. He is the content creator for the Dallas Mavs, but he always has really interesting tidbits, things like that. Follow Bobby Corrala. He's also got a great podcast called Mavs Daily. Bobby Corrala tweets out tonight, Luka Doncic passed Devin Harris on the Mavs' all-time scoring list and now ranks 15th with 5,077 points. (laughs) 77. Nice. Uh, Next up on the list is Jason Kidd at 5,258. So look forward to him passing Jay Kidd. That will be a very, very monumental achievement. So the Mavs need one more win. Yes, just one more win to avoid the play-in tournament. To avoid that seventh spot. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that that's still a thing. That we still could get that. But we're going to need to win out. And we need a little bit of help. We also could get two wins and clinch that. Another scenario is the Lakers lose. We also really need Portland to lose. Because I really want to get into that fifth spot. We give up the second fewest assists in the league. With Jokic just kind of being stationary passer. Uh, there to create offense and not really <laughs> a dribble drive penetration kickout guy. He's pretty much having people run around him and he passes them to get easy buckets. Uh, we really disrupt those passing lanes. We get our hands in a lot of passing lanes. I do think that our defensive IQ is well coached at least. We may not have the best defenders on our team, but we do really smart things on disrupting the flow of an offense and that also contributes to us giving up. We're, we're top 13 in opponent three-point percentage, so we give up a, a lower number of three-point shots as well. We're pretty much middle of the pack, but like usually if we're playing good teams, we hold teams well below 35%, well below league average uh, from three when we are really bringing it defensively. So... I really want that Denver matchup, I think, without a Jamal Murray. Yes, with Aaron Gordon, they present some problems, but I don't think it's enough to really stop us. We do have a lot of guys we can throw at AG, and I think we can neutralize them on the offensive side because I don't think that they can really stop us. Uh, Gordon may be a good defender on Luka, and we'll see how that works, but it's kind of up in the air on on how that goes. I think that that's our best path because as it stands currently, we will be playing the Clippers first round, and I don't really want to see the Clippers. I think they've been playing way too well. I think they've gotten a lot better. I think playoff Rondo is still an actual thing that occurs in the NBA, and you need to be respectful of that. And they're just not the same team they were last year. Paul George is playing much better, and they're just a bigger threat. I think the X factor is a player like Tim Hardaway Jr. 
Uh, in his last eight games, he's been averaging 27 points per game on 56% shooting and 50 from three. I mean, dude is insane. He's been playing so good, and I really, really hope he can keep that going in the playoffs because if he is playing like that in the playoffs and KP's hitting and he's healthy and Luka is a little bit revived after a few games off of not having to play back-to-backs and not having to play in the play-in tournament, I think we're going to be in a situation where we can really, really make some noise in the first round against some of these other teams that maybe aren't really ready to be playing a really hard opponent in the first round since they've been kind of coasting going through all these games. So it'll be really interesting to see what we're able to do with that sort of rest and and just kind of just going at people. Uh, I don't know what our playoff roster looks like. JJ Redick was out in this game with the heel issue. He is not going to be playing for the rest of the season. So that is something that we're going to need to monitor. I hope he's going to be available in the playoffs, but that is a big question mark. And if he doesn't go, maybe, maybe, just maybe Tyrell Terry gets some run. He probably will not play at all for the rest of the regular season. But Tyrell Terry will probably be on the playoff roster, I would imagine. Maybe. I don't really know for sure, though, if Carlisle is not going to play him. He may not even put him on the roster. It is kind of a big ask for him to just come out of nowhere and play in the playoffs. So we'll see if he has any sort of threat there. I'm just happy he's back and get some time with the team. Other notes from tonight and just in general, uh, the Lakers and Blazers are so stubborn and they will not lose. How dare they? I can't wait till they lose. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll win out. I mean, the Blazers have still a tough schedule coming up. Um, They do have to play the Suns and the Denver Nuggets. So hopefully one of those teams wants something, but maybe they figured out that they're going to rest their guys because they can't, they kind of like their playoff position and aren't going to fight for a different one. I don't know, but I really, if I'm another team, I do not want to see the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. One thing is for sure though, is that we are finally, finally done with back-to-backs this season. This was the last back-to-back of the season that was just absolutely brutal. It is definitely the record for the most back-to-backs we've ever had in franchise history. So uh, it was a very exhausting thing there, having all these back-to-backs. And hopefully we are a completely different team without all of these games in a row. We can be a little bit more rested. We can play with a little bit more intensity and a little bit more energy. The reason why Dwight Powell has been starting is for the energy, why Josh Green has been getting minutes, for that sort of energy and you know I just really want to see us play with some intensity in the playoffs no matter who we play because we're going to absolutely have to have to bring it so let's hope for more Luka Magic he definitely had it tonight he was hitting from the outside looked very confident shooting that three one of his threes right in James Johnson's face and James James Johnson kind of got him on the hand there he still drained it Uh, He was just shooting really well from three. I really hope that continues because if he's shooting well from three, he is such a huge, huge problem, an absolute problem. Um, But we just got to get that fifth spot, in my opinion. What do you guys think? What do you think 
about the playoff position, who would you rather see? You can either tweet me at Mavs Lead on Twitter or at Kabam Sports on Twitter. I will answer either of those. Tweet me and tell me what you think and which matchup you would like the most. Do the Mavs need more time? What do they need to do in the offseason? Do they need to just sort of reset and, and try to develop a little bit more? Maybe take advantage of next year and get some draft capital? Do you think if we get out of the first round, do we need to maybe reassess, trade Porzingis, get draft assets, maybe fall down the rankings next year and try to get a good draft pick, someone that could legitimately lead this team with Luka for the next you know, five, ten years? Or do you think you want to still roll with Porzingis and try to develop that tandem and just build around that? What, what do you guys think? So uh, I'd be really looking forward to hearing all of your thoughts on the Mavericks. Coach Carlisle had some thoughts on the Mavericks in postgame. He was really uh, embracing having a more fluid lineup. He thought about benching Tim Hardaway Jr. and keeping Rich in there, but eventually he decided to start Tim Hardaway, and that paid off because he had 27 points in this game. But he's he's talking about the fluidity of the team, and you know everyone wants to start, obviously, but everyone's just going to have to sacrifice a little bit for the team. And team was... More of a theme today, even in Porzingis' postgame, he said he felt really good. He looked really good tonight. I thought that he played very well on the flow of the offense, and he was setting screens and doing a little bit more to help his teammates out. I thought he uh, was able to get to his spots, and his teammates were finding him on open shots as he was getting open. So I think it all really worked out there for KP, <laughs> Luca in his postgame, Callie Kaplan was asking him what it, he felt like when he's, you know, learning that all these people are naming their child Luca, which is very bizarre. And he, you know, was said it was an honor and all these sort of things. So postgame was kind of interesting. The vibe seemed, uh, I wouldn't say immaculate, but they felt more optimistic and I think everyone like KP was saying they're ready for dessert the playoffs are dessert you've been doing all this work throughout the season to get that chocolate sundae or banana split or whatever you're into I'm more of a brownie and cookie guy but I can't have sweets anymore I'm getting too old gotta watch my girlish figure but either way I'm ready ready for the playoffs and I'm hoping we get to see some amazing Luca magic well i'm gonna wrap it up there guys and i'm gonna leave you with these words if you would like to support this podcast please leave a five-star review in the apple store follow me on spotify and follow me on twitter at kabam sports and at mavs lead where i am the head of the mavs lead for the lead network part of bleacher report i will be reporting on all mavs news and live tweeting games there at Mavs Lead. Also, follow me on the Locker Room app at Jesse Matarazzo. I'm in there starting interactive podcasts and doing rooms. We do music, sports, all sorts of stuff. Find me on there. We'll have a great conversation. And I will see you guys on the next episode. 